Chapter 14 of We Were There at the Normandy Invasion by Clayton Knight. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Wayne Cook. Father Dupre's Story. My dear boy, Father Dupre held out his arms. Andre cleared the space to the parsonage steps as though shot from a jeep. Did my mother come, my father, Marie? he cried. He looked up at the priest's long, bony face, lined with weariness, and halted. The old man embrace was kind, but Andre knew at once that the news he brought was not good. His expression held too much sadness. The father needs rest, someone in the crowd of neighbors called out, and Anna, the parsonage housekeeper, bustled from the door. Come in, come in, Andre, she called anxiously. And bring in the father. I will give you tea, and then you may talk. I must tell you, Andre, Father Dupre said, my news of your family is not too bad, so do not be anxious. However, I do not know where all of them are now, but come into the house. After tea was served, the old man sighed deeply. Now, Andre, he said, to relieve your anxiety as well as I can. To begin, the hospital where we left your mother is small, and it is well outside the town of saint Saint-Sauveur de Vaucon. In the country, really, the doctors there are good. Your father, Marie, and I waited for some time to get a report from them about your mother. At about 10.30 o'clock Monday night, it was June 5th, one of the doctors came to tell us that Madame Guignon needed only the right medicine and a week or two to get well. That is good news, eh? Andre sighed. Yes, very good. Uh, one other thing. The priest held up a thin finger. The Marquis met us exactly on time at the rendezvous not far from the hospital, and your brave uh, flyer, Ronald Pitt, Ran for it. What a sight! Two of the roughest looking of our marquis and a nun racing towards a nearby building. But, well, they got away safely. That was good, no? Wonderful! Andre murmured. Well, then, at about eleven thirty that night, your father and I stood at the hospital door. We were to start back home, and Marie was to stay with your mother. We heard bombing all around us, your father said. The bombing is getting bad. Just as he said that, uh, we heard loud shouting in German, and Nazis began pouring out of their camps onto the roads. A minute later, there was a sound of motorcycles and cars shrieking in the streets, and heavy anti-aircraft fire. Someone cried out, The invasion has begun. Parachutists are landing all around the Semir. A father felt that it was his duty to remain with Madame Guignon. I said uh, my duty was to hasten home, and I promised to uh, look after you, Andre. The old man smiled wryly. I did not have much of a chance to do that, did I? In the midst of it, Marie appeared. She was with Léon Duplay, a marquis I know well. She said the father of the marquis here need women to help the villagers. Please do not forbid me to go. In the hospital, mother is in good hands. Your father agreed, but not willingly. 
In another minute, Marie and Leon were on a motorcycle and out of sight. But how did you get home, father? It has been five days, asked André. The priest replied, It was necessary to follow the loneliest roads through the confusion. One did not know where the shells or the sniper's bullets would strike. I slept well enough on the hedges, the priest continued. I was very kindly given food by many villagers. Sometimes I took refuge in a church or a house. At time I was able to help with the wounded and ill, and sometimes I stopped to comfort the children. Father Dupree rose and put a kindly hand on André's shoulder. I am glad that you are spared, son. Go home now and do not worry, even about Marie. The Gaillons are a family that for two hundred years has not been easily crushed. André went slowly down the parsonage steps. On the first night of the invasion, his parents had been safe. But that was four days ago, he thought. A loud shout stopped him. Strukov beckoned from the jeep. Hey, kid, say, I got to deliver you and get a receipt from Captain Doby. Get in. André looked shocked. The general was joking, wasn't he? I can walk the short distance home. I'm sorry to keep you waiting so long. Oh, it's all right. I needed the rest. Grin struck off. But I'm getting that receipt, boy. A general never forgets. Captain Doby looked up from his desk irritably when Strukov entered the room and saluted. Andre followed well in the rear. Yes, Doby snapped. After hearing the general's request, he barked. You want what? You brought Andre home from where? At one side, Weller muttered, I should have known better. I should have known better. The captain scribbled out a receipt for Strukov and signed it. He then registered his feelings by banging weights down and all the papers on his desk. I never even missed him, he said through closed lips. The telephone jangled and Andre saw Weller turn to Captain Doby excitedly. We're moving this command post up to the other side of Saint-Mer. The Ninth Division is almost set to help us in a big push. Weller turned his eyes slowly on Andre. End of chapter 14